Hey everybody, it's Coach Carter. I hope you're having a great day. Uh, this is the morning lift and I'm looking forward to spending some time with you. Going to talk about self-conversations a little bit. It sounds kind of funny. Uh, we all have them. Uh, we might not admit it, but we do. We talk to ourselves all the time. So it, it might sound a little goofy, uh, you know, to think about having a conversation with yourself, but we do do it all the time. And our brains you know, as you know, we're, we're always chatting away with ourselves, whether in words or we got images or we're feelings. Uh, most of the time, you know, we function in our day and we're really not aware of it, but there's stuff going on in there all the time. So let's talk about, you know, kind of that mind-body connection real quick, just kind of start this thing off. You know, physically speaking, we've discussed this, but we are our thoughts and we are our feelings. That, that's what we are. You know, we are what we think, we are what we feel. You know, in the long-term psychological stress that we might have or harbor, the hormones and the signaling of our cells and the molecules and all that stuff, you know, it can make us fatter. It can make us sicker. It can truly make us weaker, and it will inhibit the hormones and the signaling and the molecules and all that that will make us leaner, uh, heart healthier, and stronger. That's very true. Uh, we know, you know, for an example, I'll give you an example of what this can be. You know, cognitive dietary restraint or thinking constantly about weight loss and dieting. You know, it can have adverse effects on men, women. You know, with women, it can literally cause amenorrhea um, just because women are so worried about eating less and less and less all the time. You know, men can get this body dysmorphic syndrome where they, they just look at themselves, they can't see anything but a skinny guy or whatever, and they just totally have adverse images of who they are. And, you know, at the same time, those kind of self-talking problems, we can also conversely have, you know, self-compassionate approach to how we talk to ourselves and what we think about ourselves. And that can truly enhance our learning and memory, our performance, whether it's you know, uh, physically or, you know, in our careers or, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, the willingness to be able to change, all those things can be um, very positive with, you know, uh, a self-compassionate way of talking to ourselves. You know, so we know this pretty well by now. I think most people know this. You might not know what it's called or any of that kind of stuff, but it's kind of obvious. But let me re review quickly kind of the mental effects of stress. I mean, you all know uh, stress is the real deal. Uh, stress can make you or break you. Uh, and it can make you, here's a kind of a funny word, it can make you stupider. -er -er. Um, what that basically means is stress, stress, which includes, you know, dwelling on negative thoughts literally causes our brains to be damaged. You know, cortisol is released in stressful situations. It can damage the hippocampus. It can help uh, retard our learning. It can help navigate around different things. It, it can create negative memories. You know, there's so many um, negative things that can happen with uh, cortisol dumps. You know, an adrenaline dumps sugar in our bloodstream and the inflammatory chemicals start happily oxidizing our brain plaques and contributes to neurodegenerative diseases and onset of Alzheimer's. And it's like all this stuff uh, seems like it's just impossible that it can happen. But Stress uncontrolled or unmanaged can do these things. 
you know, it's kind of like that commercial, if you remember from the 80s, where, you know, you take an egg and you fry it on the pan and the message was, this is your brain on drugs. You know, that was an ad that went on in the 80s. Well, you know, remember mental readiness from yesterday. We talked about it the other day. You know, chronic stress and negativity can kill kill us as dead as anything. You know, uh, evaluating ourselves in a negative way, it can poison our performance. It can shut us down. It can make us, you know, not able to do anything. You know, so when you look at what's going on, you know, when you start judging yourself and you're, you're going to limit the way you can learn. Uh, you can't think straight. Um, you can't remember stuff anymore. You can't perform well. And that's all started and exacerbated by the way you're negatively talking to yourself. I mean, you can't even find your darn car keys. And, and most importantly, you can't and won't change. It's almost like you got this inner, uh, inner brain schoolyard bully that just keeps harassing you all the time. You know, and remarkably, studies have found that negative self-talk and negative social judgment, you know, like self-criticism is, is so often psychologically worse than actual physical stress. You know, every time, you know, you, you criticize yourself, you create a real bully that's actually physically harming you. Only it's you creating that bully by the way you think. You know, and research has compared people who have had, who've been wounded, uh, you know, emotionally by criticism and social disapproval and, and people who've been actually physically wounded in a natural disaster. They compared those. Uh, and in terms of, you know, long-term trauma, people who survived in the proverbial, you know, if you will, acts of God were better off. You know, after all, a flood or a famine, it's not personal per se. It happens. Uh, it happens to all of us in one way or another throughout our lives. But social disapproval disapproves of you uh, personally as a human being. Uh, when you're doing that to yourself, you're disapproving of yourself as a human being. That's personal. That's not impersonal. So it, it, it means <laughs> being mean to yourself, it can be worse, psychologically speaking, than a hurricane. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. So now consider what happens when that hurricane hits you every day of your life. Well, the good news is, uh, you know, all that sounds terrible, but self-criticism and negative self-talk can turn you um, into a miserable, sickly, brain-damaged person who walks into walls and can't even remember anything. Uh, and you're not going to get any leaner or fitter, uh, you know, healthier, more vibrant by beating yourself up mentally. It ain't going to happen. We've all done it. I've done it. We've all been part of that kind of self-criticism, but we all have a different ability to get out of that situation and stop doing that. And so there's very, very good news uh, as far as being able to change that behavior. Um, so I'm going to give you a couple pieces of good news here. And it should sound familiar uh, because you're hearing a lot more like in commercials, uh, lessons on self-compassion and you've heard of neuroplasticity and you know if you think about it uh, and i'll talk about those two a little bit in, in detail here self-compassion and neuroplasticity but self-talk is a habit habits can change you know our brains are highly plastic in a sense which means that all we have to do is put down some new brain pathways what does that mean in real talk that just means thinking differently you know Self-talk can work both ways. Negative self-talk obviously has negative effects. Positive self-talk has positive effects. 
That's not a major leap for most of us, right? Well, why not make our brains work for us and not against us? You know, uh, I've talked before about noticing and naming. Um, you know, so now we want to start putting that to use. You know, you start noticing and naming negative thoughts and self-talk that we might have been doing in the past. You know, stuff like um, you might hear yourself either in your head or actually speaking it. You know, this is hard. I should quit. I, I just want to quit. Uh, I'm never going to succeed. I've never succeeded. I'm not going to succeed. I don't know why I thought I could do this. I just can't. You know, I've read my lessons for a couple of weeks. I've, I've done these things. I'm, I'm just screwing it up. I am a screw up. I might, I'm, I'm just going to forget it. You know, uh, I'm an imposter. I don't even have a, you know, fill in the blank here. Everyone else has PhDs or masters or whatever. I don't got that. I don't have anything. I can't, what am I going to do? Um, well, you know what? Every time you, you, if you think about it, what would happen to you physically if every time you heard yourself say something like that, you did five compassionate push-ups <laughs> and then you started replacing the negative self-talk with positive self-talk, um, you know, after you did the push-ups. I mean, that'd be kind of funny, uh, but you'd be very strong and you'd be a lot more positive. Um, but if you think about it, you probably notice and you've named negative self-talk uh, for yourself before. You might have heard your friends or family doing it as well. You know, uh, if you heard your kids doing it, you'd help them switch gears with a few moments of something that would help get them thinking in the right direction. Um, anything that would disrupt that circuit, uh, you know. So if you think about it, if you hear your kids doing negative self-talk or if you hear yourself, you need a circuit breaker, right? You need to have something that's going to change that way of thinking. And then you're going to substitute in the positive self-talk. So it's like break the circuit, you know, <laughs> do the five push-ups or uh, add some kind of positive self-talk. So here's, I'm going to give you three little um, quick positive self-talk type techniques or something. Um, so there's three, I'll give you three options for adjusting your mental attitude, you know, and it, some days you won't ever need them. Some days you do. Some days it seems like you'll be doing this all day long, but start with uh, self-compassion. Point out some positive facts and just re learn to reframe these things. So uh, we'll start with um, self-compassion, okay? So positive self-talk, it's an essential skill for all of us to have ongoing success. And, but honestly, it's hard to implement without a solid foundation of self-compassion. And it is hard. You know, and if you recall that self-compassion actually creates more self-control and more readiness to change. It truly does. Uh, you're giving yourself an opportunity to change uh, rather than limiting yourself. And, you know, as we've noted in the past podcast, social judgment often is worse than random physical discomfort. So we got to derail the self-criticism um, train, if you will, head it off at the past. And you do that with compassion. You don't do it with more negative. Uh, you do it by being compassionate with yourself. So self-compassion is, if you will, a launching pad, really, for all the positive self-talk that you can do. Um, and use simple verbal cues to direct the self-compassion script, you know. Um, it's normal uh, to get ourselves into difficult situations. You know, it's quite normal. So um, you got to go easy on yourself while you're learning this stuff. I mean, you know, it's a new skill for some of you. Um, and we all have to just take it slow and give ourselves a little break and learn it, but give ourselves time to learn it. You know, 
everybody struggles for a few weeks because why? Because we've created a habit of self-criticism. So now what we're trying to do is create a habit of, you know, self-confidence and self-compassion. So it takes a little practice. You know, when you're sending a self-compassion message, um, you know, uh, it, it's something where, you know, you, you got to look at this as like, I see myself and I recognize my struggles. I've got to accept where I'm at and, and you know, plan for where I'm going. Uh, you know, it's okay to feel bad about mistakes. It's okay to have some remorse, but you can't live there. Uh, you can't live in regret and remorse. You know, you have to be able to acknowledge it. You accept it. You take responsibility for it. You own it, but then you got to move on. Um, you know, there is a risk, you know, to staying there. You don't want to stay there. You want to challenge yourself. Um, it's got to be safe for you to make mistakes. It's got to be safe for you to admit it, but then you got to move on. You know, uh, you're working to get to a better place, you know, and as a coach, I'm here with you. I, I, I want to be on your team. Uh, I want to be able to help reinforce these positive uh, messages with you as much as possible. And then, you know, my upcoming 30-day uh, challenge, and I'm going to call it the revolution. Uh, you know, I want to be your coach. I want to be able to help you with these conversations um, and be able to help direct you over the next 30 days, starting in December, how to really create this atmosphere where you can own a mistake, you can own a consequence, but you can move on uh, without self-criticism, but uh, self-confidence um, and to have more self-compassion. Uh, the other thing you can do is point out some positive facts about yourself. You know, um, you know, as humans, we tend to have kind of a Teflon Velcro type perception of the world, I guess. You know, Teflon <laughs> for the good stuff, Velcro for the bad stuff. Uh, so we want to get in the habit of noticing and pointing out positive stuff. You know, it doesn't seem hard for us to, to be able to identify the negative stuff. So now uh, we don't want empty like affirmations, though. Uh, not like the Saturday Night Live Stuart Smalley, uh, where it's I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about... Uh, empty affirmations. Positive self-talk has to be real and resonant. It's got to resonate inside of you. It's got to be real. It's got to be legitimate. You've got to have that from the inside out, not some superficial thing from the outside in. Um, and you, you you should believe it. You've got to believe it. Um, you know, uh, you, you've got to be able to listen and, and really acknowledge that what you're saying you believe. Um, for instance, you know, uh, I've really been consistent in this or that or whatever. You know, look at the habits that you do have that you're consistent in and acknowledge those things. You know, you do uh, your daily productivity uh, things. You have lists. Um, you know, whatever you're doing consistently uh, that's helping you, you got to make note of that. You've got to acknowledge that. You know, uh, if you had a blast doing something, acknowledge it. I had a great time doing this or that. You know, um, crucial conversations, you know, keep the self-talk that you do factual. Try to keep it as a fact and be descriptive as possible. And don't focus on the overwhelming uh, negative emotions. Just focus on the facts and then be descriptive with it. You know, focus on elements that truly mean something to you. Like, you know, I am doing a good job because of, or I'm working hard and this is how I know, or, or I'm doing good for this or that, or I'm bringing value here or there. You know, but be factual. You know, if you need to, write out a list and keep it handy. You know, add to it whenever you can, whenever necessary. You know, once you start looking for good things, guess what's going to happen? 
you're going to find them more often. You know, next, you know, put a reminder, put a, you know, notification on your calendar or your cell phone, you know, um, you know, whatever it is, every two hours, every, you know, four or five hours, whatever, just put something in there. That's a positive part of your day that can be a positive self-talk. Um, you know, let's say that, you know, uh, something that you're doing at work, you know, focus on how uh, you really had a great meeting that day or focus on how you really had a good a conversation with one of your clients or one of your customers. I mean, focus on those kind of things because that's going to reinforce uh, and spread within your, your being and, and then become part of you. You know, remind yourself of uh, awesome moments that you've had recently and then in the past um, and make it as real as possible. Like, you know, making a movie of that experience in your own head. You know, think about it. You know, how often do you do that? It's easy that we can connect to negative things that we've done. We seem to be able to do that um, on a moment's notice, but we got to reconnect to the, the awesome moments we've had. Create a movie about those and have those playing in your head as often as possible. And always try to reconnect to the experience in as much detail as you can. You know, imagine how your body feels full of energy and excitement. You know, make this a rich sensory experience. Use all of your senses to create that movie. You know, um, it's just something that I think will really help you. You know, is there music in the background? Uh, you know, uh, is it something from the gym? You know, is it something that, you know, you feel in the gym, the feel of a, a dumbbell in your hand or a barbell, the sound of the weights as you're lifting? You know, all these are positive things. What do you hear when you're doing that? What do you feel and sense and taste and touch? You know, make it positive, make it rich, make it an image that you can rely on that's going to keep you motivated and keep you inspired. You know, um, you can use visualization as a part of your nutrition. Um, you know, there's so many different things that you can do to visualize yourself being successful, you know, in planning ahead. You know, the next thing I want to talk about real briefly is reframing. You know, uh, it's a classic technique that never goes out of style. You know, you use it. Uh, once you, you want to reinforce like self-compassion and factual things and meaningful self-talk, you, you reframe it, you know, so you reframe events or circumstances and situations from a negative to a positive, um, you know, yes, but, or I get to yes, but acknowledges the situation, then changes the focus. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I'm having some trouble staying compliant last week, but it's Monday and the new week is starting. So I'm back on track and it's going to be a different week. You know, you can reframe things that have gone wrong with things that are going to go right and you're going to be part of making it right. You know, you can look at it. Yeah, I did. But uh, now I get to. So instead of saying I have to, uh, you might want to reframe something as I get to. You know, uh, so many people I hear them say, I've got to go to the gym. Well, how about I get to go to the gym? You know, that creates a positive you know, experience where you're, you're inspiring yourself because you get to go do something to get yourself in a better frame of mind, to get yourself healthier, fitter, more vitality. It's not that you have to, because ultimately you don't, right? I mean, you get to. So, you know, instead of saying to yourself, well, I got to give up sugar, there's no way I can do it. Well, how about if I experiment with a new way of eating that's probably going to make me feel better, make me feel a lot better, and I'm going to slowly then slow down how much sugar I'm taking in uh, and eliminate it completely at some point. You know, there's ways to frame all of this, you know. And uh, it's just something that I want you to think about. Um, you know, it's just something that I think we don't tend to focus on, you know. So, you know, let's move on. Let's let's look at changing our thoughts and our self-talk. Uh, but it does take practice. 
uh, and we need to be patient with this. Uh, you don't want to beat yourself up for trying to do positive things uh, and then beat yourself up because it seems to be taking too long. Now you're just beating yourself up again. So, you know, you might need to repeat these self-talk scripts. Uh, you might need to include, you know, your accountability partners, your family, your friends, whatever it takes to help you get back on track and stay on track. That's absolutely okay. Uh, I would suggest you practice uh, as often as possible, starting today, self-talk that's positive and constructive uh, rather than destructive. And it's moving you forward instead of backwards. You know, if you think about it, negative self-talk keeps you in the past. Positive self-talk takes you into the future. Uh, you've heard me say before that your future is in you, not in front of you. Well, if it's in you, uh, you better be talking positive to yourself because all you're doing is you're either prescribing a, a tomorrow that's going to kind of suck or you're going to be preparing tomorrow to be a great day. So, um, you know, let's let's focus on that. Let's focus on uh, how we can help ourselves by the way we talk to ourselves. So, you know, um, you know, practice believing that you can do this and reminding yourself how you've already succeeded. Recall it. You know, nothing succeeds like success. Right. You've heard uh, this for years and years and years. So focus on what you're doing well. Create vivid images of that positive experiences and work on doing more of that. Uh, and while you're doing that, try teaching somebody else how to do that. You know, I've always believed that the more you reinforce what you need to learn is by taking those little bits that you really seem like you've got a handle on and teaching somebody else. I mean, I know you can do it. You've already done it in the past. You know, practice noticing and remembering these successes. And it's going to serve you not just for tomorrow and the next week, but it will serve you for the rest of your life. We're trying to create a lifestyle that's healthy, fit, vibrant, and something that you can help bring value to other people. So start looking at these things, write down some notes. What can you do to enhance your day to day? And then uh, tomorrow, uh, try to keep the self-talk positive, uh, reframe any negative uh, self-talk. And let's move on into a brighter future because it's your future and it's your thoughts and it's you're the person who's going to have control of those feelings. So, you know, again, this is all about uh, making constructive transformational changes that will last with you forever. Uh, this again is Coach Carter. This is the morning lift. I so much appreciate you guys being here. I'm looking so forward uh, to going over the details of my 30-day transformation, the revolution that's coming up. I will tell you this. If you look at the third definition of revolution in Webster's, it's a sudden, radical, and complete change. And we're going to be talking about how to take 30 days and create a sudden, radical, and complete change. Um, it's going to be awesome. And it's going to be something that you'll have little things to do every day. And if you put it into it, what you want to get out of it, your life will change forever. I guarantee it. So again, this is the morning lift coach Carter. You guys have a great day and I look forward to talking with you tomorrow. Take care guys.